This is Big Money Matt Hardy, and you are watching and listening to the Battleground Podcast. I did this for these guys for only a wee fee of five grand. Live from the Parts Unknown Studios, you've entered the Battleground. Battleground! The Battleground! Battleground! The Battleground! Welcome to the Battleground Podcast, your place for all things pro wrestling. Battleground! The Battleground! Battleground! The Battleground! Now making their way to the microphones, give it up for your hosts. Welcome to Welcome back to another episode of the Battleground Podcast. I am your host, Battle. Let's bring in my tag team partner, Eli. Hello. Eli, it's uh, it's been a while since we've seen each other uh, I know, man. It's on the been, camera. Uh, I know. It's been a lot of personal turmoil off, off camera, but, uh, yeah. but we're hanging in there. But we're, we're getting through. We're coming down the home stretch. And speaking of home stretch, uh, this Sunday, AEW Revolution is going down. Uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern, live on pay-per-view. And we have somebody on the show that we have been trying to get on for a very long time. So let's bring him in, Money Matt Hardy. Matt, what's going on, man? Uh, not a lot, man. Just making the track back home to see my children. And uh, it's big money, Matt. That's right. Ooh, big money, Matt Hardy. That's correct. Uh, and you got you got a big match on Sunday, which we'll talk about here shortly. But, uh, you know, the, the question that a lot of people want to know is we've seen big money Matt Hardy in the past. So how does this current version differ from previous versions? Uh, I think this version of big money Matt is more focused on getting everything he can out of his surroundings. You know, big money Matt has always been about uh, his his wealth and his possessions and, and making sure that he ran the show. But now I've realized I can kind of uh, leech of other people around that, that need guidance, that need my insight, that need my experience. You know, people like Private Party, you know, I offered to uh, help Hangman Adam Page, you know, and he very disrespectfully tried to uh, tried to bamboozle me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the TH2, another young team that I'm, I'm trying to help. I'm trying to help people. I just want, I want to be paid for yeah. my work. I mean, it's, it's, of a, course. it's a very simple procedure, but that that is the, the, the biggest difference, I would say, with this version of Big Money Matt and previous versions. Nice. So uh, what has it been like, you know, obviously you're, you guys are still not to packed houses yet, but what is it, what's been the biggest difference with, you know, allowing fans back into the arenas for the live shows? Uh, Just to have a little bit of that background noise makes all the difference in the world. It just, it's so unnatural for us as performers, as professional wrestlers to go into a ring and, and have a match and, and take all these, take all these bumps and, and, you you know, really go out and try and entertain people when there's not an audience out there. It, it is just so against everything we do. And it, it's made things painfully obvious that the audience really is a huge part of the magic of pro wrestling mm-hmm. and, and the audience, you know, to hear the oohs and ahs and the cheers and, and the boos. And like, you know, when you have a, a hot match that's going down, that's very competitive and, and you get into those false finishes and, and people aren't sure what's going to happen. And, and, and the, the kickouts, ah, you know, the, right. those are the moments that make pro wrestling and, and we're having to do without those right now. So it's, it's very tricky, but to have a little bit of background noise with a few fans in there absolutely helps and, and makes it feel a lot more natural to the performers. 
Right. Most definitely. Because we in our group chat, we talked about the first time that I guess AEW had fans. And uh, you hearing everybody singing Chris Jericho's theme song and hearing everybody cheer for you when you get out there. Like, you can tell, like, I was, I felt more intrigued and involved in that compared to, well, I know that this is coming through the speakers. Like, I know that this is mm-hmm. fake fan noise. Uh, and just seeing somebody there with a sign holding it up makes it even much cooler uh, for for uh, watching AEW every Wednesday night. Yeah, because it's almost like the crowd c- helps control the flow of the match, too, you know? Absolutely. I mean, they're they're a huge part of what we do. I mean, they, the the the, the fans and the audience and the reactions to what we do in the ring is is a vital part of what we do, and it's also a vital part of the entertainment. I think watching it on your television or whatever your device is at home. I mean, they're they're a huge part of our magic. Right, and uh, you know, you, you've been in the wrestling business for a very long time, and you've had a historical career, and you've worked with a lot of people. So, what is it like? Uh, working with Tony Khan compared to past bosses that you've had? Uh, Tony's great. I mean, first and foremost, the the number one thing I'd say about Tony is he's so accessible to everyone. I mean, if you have an idea you want to throw at him, you can do it. And a lot of places that, that doesn't always happen. And, and Tony is also very open to having kind of an outline of like what he envisions and then letting you fill in that outline, like putting the the, the meat on the bones. So he, he's, he's amazing to work with. Just a cool guy. And, and on top of all this, Tony's a huge fan. I mean, I'm sure that comes off very obvious to everyone that follows Tony, but also he's on the pulse of what wrestling fans want in 2021. I feel like more than anybody else in the wrestling industry. Right. Yeah, it sounds like he's very forward thinking. Very much so. He's, he's a very forward thinking younger guy who grew up as a fan and uh, as time has gone on, I mean, he, he is such his knowledge of the business, uh, his knowledge of the history of pro wrestling is insane. It is. It's so amazing to sit back and, and talk to him. He was reminding me about matches I had in the 90s that I'd forgotten about. You know, right. so he, he well, really is an encyclopedia of knowledge when it comes to pro wrestling. Well, and it's always kind of that uh, perception that it's ironic that a lot of these, you know, the bosses and owners and stuff, they actually, they, they didn't grow up wrestling fans. You know, they, they might have been involved right. with business, but they, they, you know, there's all these stories about Tony Khan being at ECW shows when he's 12. I mean, like, it, it's a different, you know, he was bred differently. So I think you're, you're seeing that across the product. And it's yeah. always funny when social media is like posting up photos and there's like Tony Khan in a Bullet Club T-shirt. And then there's, yeah. there's Tony Khan and in the third row at an ECW show, like Eli said, that, that's kind of a funny thing because like Tony's like, oh, yeah, that's me. And, and circles it on the photos and posts it up there. So uh, that's that's a really cool thing. I mean, his, his, his passion and love for pro wrestling is so genuine and so authentic. And it really translates to when he is putting together dynamite programming and, and just even working with the talent and dealing with the talent. And and one thing I want to say about Tony is I think he does this so, so well. It's like guys who are legends, like last night, big show, obviously showed up. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Paul White showed up for the very first time. Uh, Chris Jericho, he, he treats all these guys the way legends should be treated. You know, guys that have been around for a while and he still understands how to utilize these legends or these uh, experienced performers with young talent to help give them a rub and help elevate them, but still treat them with a level of respect, you know, where a, a lot of times at WWE, you'll see guys that are legends and they are just kind of used to, to, to build younger talent, but they're, it's done in a very disrespectful way. Right. It doesn't so help them at all. That is very great at AEW, the, the way he treats, you know, legendary talent. 
Right. And you speaking speaking of talent, what was your thoughts last night watching Shaq go through two tables? I, that was amazing. <laughs> I, it was the locker room sellout where where I was watching for sure. You know, we, we thought Shaq killed it. Uh, it was very impressive. He did a great job. It was very cool that he uh, did the two tables bump. Uh, and we were super impressed with the whole segment. It, it was he did a lot more than than we expected, I think. Yeah, and of course, him paying tribute to Brody right before that power bomb was also really cool too. Beautiful, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we kind of mentioned um, Private Party. Uh, you mentioned Hangman Page and, and you know some others. Um, so sp- specifically with Private Party, um, is there a timetable for them? Are you giving them like you know if you guys don't have the gold by June first, something's got to? I mean, is there a timetable for their evolution, or is it just kind of ebb and flow? No, I mean, I, I, I obviously I want these guys to learn. I want these guys to improve, but I'm also getting 30% of both their income. So it's okay. Like, you know, I'm not going to put a timetable. I'm not kicking them out as long as I'm getting that income. They're, right. they're going to be right there. I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep teaching these guys. Right. I, I am so proud of, of how far they've, they've come. Like Isaiah last week in his match against Adam Page, I thought it was one of the best matches he's had on Dynamite, especially as a single star. And then Mark Quinn last night, he killed it as well. Like these guys, I feel like they're improving in their 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 physicality, their aggressiveness. And I think even being bad guys now, they're kind of cast as bad guys. I think it, it is helping to make them more aggressive, which yeah. is something they needed because they're both so athletic and also acrobatic. Sometimes their wrestling look more dancey than 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 like a fight, you know. So yeah. I'm wanting to bring more yeah. of a fight out in them and and it's been working. And and they're coming right along. I'm very proud of of the great strides they've made. Yeah, and we've we've been big fans of Private Party. We saw when when AEW did their show in Nashville. I think that they were on the dark match at the end of the night, mm-hmm. and it was just like phenomenal athletes. And I was telling Eli, I was like, they're gonna have gold around their waist. It's gonna mm-hmm. be within the next couple of years, but they are going to be the next big tag team for AEW. Yeah, they're 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 going to be a big deal. They've always had the potential. They 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 really did. They needed someone to to center them and and focus them and like say these are the things you really need to work on. Let's focus on this. Let's get aggressive. Let's have an edge. I want wrestling fans to look at you and not only think you can do all this cool stuff, but you can you can beat someone's ass. You know. Yeah. And then once you once you get them to that point and and they get they feel confident working in that style, then the sky's the limit for those guys. Yeah. And, you know, kind of speaking about private party and a a really cool moment for wrestling fans that Tony has done is he's pretty much kicked open the forbidden door. Um, Was it weird returning to impact because you had such a historical career there? Uh, Was it weird returning back to impact with private party by your side? And are you surprised that there is a working relationship between impact and AEW? No, I'm not surprised because like we said, uh, Tony Khan is very forward thinking. He's very open minded and, he is legitimately wanting to do whatever's best for business. And I feel like this forbidden door in 2021, there's so much information out there and information Mm -hmm. jumps so quickly. And knowing that there's a talent arrangement between a different promotion, uh, different couple promotions really allows the element of unpredictability. I mean, anyone from AW could show up on impact wrestling at any time. Anyone from impact wrestling or new Japan could show up on AW at any time. And for, the wrestling product and especially the wrestling fans to have that unpredictability when wrestling hasn't felt unpredictable in such a long time is such a huge benefit and it's such a great thing uh going back to impact was great it was great to go back there and actually 
leave on uh, a, a very good note if it's the last thing I ha- do at Impact or whatever, because we had a rough falling out at the end, and I had a great time at Impact. And I, I appreciate Impact. I enjoy Impact. And to go back with Private Party was very cool. It was very exciting. It, it wasn't strange. It, w- it wasn't weird. But I am glad that we get to go back and, like, uh, you know, have a have a have a good appearance. In, in yeah. it's my last appearance on Impact. Yeah. Well, speaking of you know your career, you you've had uh, you know we, we don't have enough time to go through some of the highlights <laughs> you've had. Um, this will be a two parter with that. Yeah, one. <laughs> yeah. Do you have you know like that one defining like your proudest in ring moment? Like if someone asks you what you do for a living, you say pro wrestling, and then you say you did like is there that one moment you have that stands out as like your proudest you know in ring moment? You know, I, 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 it's really hard for me to say there's like one moment because there's been so many different special ones. I mean, one of the first things I would point out to people is just that myself and my brother as kids, it was just our dream to be the, you know, world tag team champions one time. You know, and obviously we did that many times over and many different promotions. You know, so probably one of the first things I would point out was the first ever tag team ladder match uh, versus Edge and Christian because that's the, ma- that's the match that really put us on the map. Mm-hmm. You know, and then we had all the, you know, the TLC matches and the table matches that, that came along with it. And and that stuff is probably what we'll be remembered for more than anything else. We also made tag team wrestling like a, a legit main event draw during that time period, which was very cool because it was something that uh, Vince McMahon wasn't trying to accomplish. It just kind of happened because mm-hmm. we worked hard and we did all this cool, new, innovative stuff. You know, and then later on, just my, my single stuff. I am very proud of a lot of stuff I did with Edge, proud of the stuff I did with MVP. I love the match that I had with my brother, Jeff, at WrestleMania 25. And even showing up at AEW and being able to be so super creative with things uh, is something I'm very proud of and something I would tell people to to look back at. And then obviously uh, doing the Broken Matt Hardy stuff, the Broken Universe, and kind of making cinematic matches cool in this day and age. I, I'm yeah. very proud to, very proud of that fact too. And I think we we've had the conversation on the show many a times, the 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 broken Matt Hardy, the whole storyline and the Vanguard and everything was just phenomenal because it was like one of those ones that if you missed one week of it, you're screwed because you got to figure out how to catch back up because it always changed, which was which was great. Yeah, and and that that was my goal with that too. I wanted to be like very deep thorough storytelling you know where you had to pay attention to details like you're watching game of thrones or breaking bad that was Mm -hmm. that was part of my uh part of my mindset during that period yeah it's kind of uh you know going back to the the forbidden door you know that that kind of reminds me of the attitude error in the sense that it's so unpredictable and you know when when matt hardy became broken and then we had the the universe unveiling and you know it's actually going across you know promotions at this point you know um that's one of the the few stories over the last 20 years that really kind of had that attitude error of unpredictability and you know it seems like you know you're kind of in the perfect place because you know tony khan's doing a lot of unpredictable stuff too so yeah i mean tony tony is great at that i mean he really is he is on the pulse of like current wrestling fans and and they're very smart they're very intelligent and something that i've really loved in this recent story program i've been doing with hangman out of page you know before our match with you know at aw revolution it's one of those things too where you really do have to watch every week and pay attention to the little details to follow the story you know as, as i was like trying to 
you know, buddy up to him to get him to sign with me so I could get a, uh, a wee fee of his money, but, you know, take him to where he needed to be and give him his confidence and, 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 and make him the, the top guy to AEW, you know, he ends up bamboozling me and switches out the contracts, you know, yeah. and then when we show up on TV the next week, you kind of figure out that I, I do know that he did this because I go back and watch TV. Like we're actually smart wrestlers. It was on TV and all across social media. So I didn't know about this. And I, you know, I formed a plan before that so we could get to him. But that's what we're trying to do deep storytelling. We have to pay attention to all the details. And also the fans can read in between the lines and kind of figure out what's going on in the wrestlers' minds. Yeah. And of course, uh, you got to make sure you're watching this Sunday, AEW Revolution, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, live on pay per view. And I got to say, uh, the one thing that I, I really love that you did with AEW is when you were in the stadium stampede match and we got all the versions of Matt Hardy in the pool. And I was like, this is the best part of the match right here. Mm-hmm. That and, you know, of course, Adam with the horse. But the thing that I took away was seeing all the versions of Matt in the pool. Yeah, that, that I, I, I love that so much. That was uh, that was such a fun such a fun time, such a, a, a great event. We were talking about that last night. Like, we're all very, very proud of Stadium Stampede. It was an amazing match. And, and to be able to do that, and, and once again, that shows the openness of Tony Khan's mind. You know, like he, uh, you know, let water from the Lake of Reincarnation into that pool so that we could do the spot, you know, and, and he was totally cool with doing it. It was just super entertaining and super fun. And, and, I enjoy it so much because it's something that new wrestling fans who understand what's going on and how we're entertaining people, they, they dig it and they're, they're cool with it. So it was, it was great. And I have very fond memories of, of stadium semi. Man, it, it was a great match. And uh, speaking of great matches now that, uh, well, the forbidden doors open, is there a dream opponent you would love to face before your career is over? Now I was telling Eli this before the show, how great would it be if we had big money, Matt with his money, Versus Okada and his money. <laughs> it's funny. We were just talking about that. That that would be cool. That would be a, a great, very fun match to get between AEW and uh, and New Japan for sure. I would love that to, to wrestle against Okada. And then also someone who is already in AEW who I've never had a one-on-one against, and I'm a big fan of his work and his creativity and especially the way he approaches things, is Kenny Omega. I would love to get a Matt Hardy-Kenny Omega match in at some, some juncture too. That's a that's a match that is kind of a dream match for me also. Nice. Um, this is kind of piggybacking off a big story that you know happened a couple little, uh, two months ago, I guess. Um, what what was your action to Sting showing up, and did you have any knowledge before that that it was happening, or did you find out like all of us did? Uh, no, I knew. I was I'm usually in the loop pretty good. I I knew for about a month out, maybe five six weeks out, that Sting was going to be showing up. Uh, so that, that was very cool. And I, I love the fact that Sting kind of gets to go out on a high note in his career. I don't feel like he, he got to do that at, at WWE. And I yep. wish he'd have utilized uh, differently there. So I'm so happy. And because I, I love Sting, the times I've been around him, just what a great human being, uh, a great man, a great wrestler, and an icon, a legitimate icon in this industry. So for him to come to AEW and be treated with so much respect and get to go out on a high note, I am personally so happy he's there because he deserves that more than anyone and then also i'm just glad to have him there i think he's a a, a huge asset to, to aw in general oh for sure and, and like you said i mean tony 
you know, giving the legends their deserved diligence on AEW. And it's like, you look at last night and Tully is sitting there wrestling in the ring. Mm -hmm. And it's like, this is amazing. And, and you know, all white showing up. The, the spots they gave Tully, you know, they didn't exploit him or anything. He looked, I mean, he looked solid, you know, so. It was great. The, yeah. the Tully stuff was really great last night. Last night from top to bottom, I think highlights a lot of what AEW does great. You know, besides the young talent, which they're constantly building, which they have built a lot of young superstars over the course of the last couple of years that are in their 20s that are going to be superstars for years to come there. But then you have someone like Shaq and, you know, you got the most out of that. And he was happy to work hard because he loved the environment. It was so mm -hmm. great that he did. The thing with Tolly, he was used very smart. The stuff with Sting, he's been used very smart. You know, and even the, the, the way it works to go to the main event, you know, which was carried by myself and Adam Page in theory, mm -hmm. was the story, but you have Mark Lynn in it, a very, very, very young guy who is getting a main event and also John Silver. So, and the whole Dark Order thing has been such a, such a, a great, fun story thus far, you know, especially considering the Brody tragedy, you know, with everything that happened there. Now that the dark order is so beloved, it's insane how beloved they are right now, but it, it's uh, become a real feel good story. Right. Um, I know this is kind of hard to predict unless you've already got some seeds planted, but what do you see yourself doing after pro wrestling? Do you, do you want to stay involved with the business? You know, either as a trainer producer or you, you trying to go a completely different path. Yeah, I, I think I'm a lifer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm a lifer. You know, like once once I'm not wrestling in in the ring anymore, you know, I'm I would love to be like a producer or a creative guy. I'll be involved in in some capacity. My kids are pretty big fans. I uh, I'm pretty excited to to raise the second generation of Hardy Boys. They're gonna be they're gonna be better than myself and Jeff. I'm sure they'll be smarter <laughs> too. That's awesome. <laughs> what if they come to you and say, "Hey, Dad, we uh we want to do a TLC match." Can you give us some pointers? Uh, yeah, I, I, I will help them think a little smarter, younger. <laughs> yeah, one, one of the funniest things, my my oldest, Maxwell, which is King Maxwell, who did a lot of stuff with us at TNA and Impact and has been around. And he's like getting the age. He's going to be six in June. So he's starting to understand wrestling and 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 he watches it. And he was watching it. He said, hey, hey, dad, he said, like, I see this guy, this negative one guy. Like, how old is he? And I said, well, he just turned nine. He's a little older. He said, I know I'm only five and he's nine. He said, but I got a lot of experience. I'm pretty sure I can take him, Dad. Said, <laughs> that was going to be my next thing. Can we get that as a match once they get? Because we know, we know the heart, the younger oh. Hardy Boys and yeah. and Negative One. That will be an amazing match. Wow, <laughs> for see. sure. That's last night I would have given anything. Like, if you guys were watching Dynamite last night, you see me like running from the carnage. As there's all this insanity going on. It's a it's an insane brawl in the ring. Oh, yeah. And as, as I'm heading out to the aisle, negative one is standing there. And he starts, you know, we're going to get you, Hardy. And, you know, I go, I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> I would have loved nothing more than to have big money Maxwell, my five-year-old, in a suit, nail him from behind, jump him, put the boots on. <laughs> let's, let's, put, <laughs> let's put that out in the universe. Because I was sitting there watching that. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> long-term storytelling right there yeah. is, is King Maxwell and negative one. Yeah. Right there. That's the long-term storytelling. That's incredible. Um, but Sunday night, of course, AEW Revolution, 8 p.m. Eastern. You can watch it on pay-per-view. And if you're outside of the country, you can get it on fight. But you got a match with Adam Hangman or Hangman Adam Page. Um, so what can we expect in your match, as well as Private Party in the Casino Tag Team Royal uh, this weekend? Well, my, my match is going to be very physical. Um, you know, last night we, you know, 
I tried to spring a trap for him and I, I wanted to set him up and beat him down. But once again, that damned dark order, they won't stand on my business. They keep making the save for Hangman Adam Page. Uh, we, we're going to beat each other up. It's going to be a very, fi- uh, a, a very vicious physical battle, I'm sure, because the stakes are so high in it. You know, if he beats me, he gets my first quarter earnings, 100% of them for 2021. <laughs> And then I got him to put that same stipulation on the ring, especially because he tricked me illegally into signing that contract. He's a terrible human being, a very dishonest cowboy. But the stakes are big. So it's a very important match to win. And I, I feel like this is going to be the point where I can go out here, I defeat Adam Page, and he's going to finally hit rock bottom. And then where he goes from there, I don't care because I'm going to have all the money he earned in 2020. <laughs> he's undefeated, so he's he's got a lot of – a lot of uh, a lot of win paydays in his bank account. Yeah. That's what I want. Man, it's uh, it's gonna be a fun match to watch. Of course, there's a lot of other great matches on the card. Uh, you've got the exploding death match. Like when they when you found out about that, is that yeah. something you're kind of like, hmm? It, it's intriguing. I mean, and, and I'm sure to you guys and wrestling fans in general. How is a, a, a barbed wire exploding, uh, exploding cage match going to work, you know, in 2021 in America, you know, yeah. on pay-per-view? It's, it's, it's wild. I'm I'm very intrigued by it. Yeah. Um, where can people keep up with you online? Where's the best place? Uh, do you have one account you favor over others? Or uh, I am on social media. I am Matt Hardy Brand across the board. Uh, on YouTube, Matt Hardy Brand. Uh, I post a lot of stuff there. Content, Twitter, Matt Hardy Brand. Instagram, Matt Hardy Brand. Facebook, Matt Hardy Brand. You can catch me everywhere, Matt Hardy Brand. There it is. Of course, AEW Revolution this Sunday going down 8 o'clock Eastern on pay-per-view. Matt, it has been an honor to have you on our show today. Uh, Looking forward to getting that hand raised on Sunday and you make some money. That's it, man. Uh, Big money, Matt. It's all about making big money. And I certainly don't want to lose Matt. I don't want to lose it. 2021, quarter one, is one of my biggest quarters ever. So I'm not going to let... Adam Page put this kind of dent in my bank account. That's no not way. Good. No way. Not at all. Well, Matt, once again, it is an honor to have you on the show. Thank you so much for being a part Thanks, of it guys. today. I Thanks, Matt. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Battleground Podcast. Make sure you give it five stars and a nice review. To stay up to date with the show, follow them at Battleground Podcast on Instagram.